This is the Champion Forum Podcast with Jeff Hancher, the forum for leaders, champions, and dreamers. Welcome back, Champion Nation. It's your biggest fan, Jeff Hancher here. Today I have a very exciting topic that I'm going to be talking about, one that is very near and dear to my heart, uh, and one that I talk about a lot. Um, Today I'm going to be talking about six ways successful people overcome setbacks. Whether it is a protege, a colleague, a family member, somebody that I care about, I will tell you that out of the top 10 things that I get questions about, this is definitely ranking in the top five. Is, uh, hey Jeff, I've, I've, I've hit this setback, I've hit this failure, I need to regroup, I need to retrain my mind. How do I get over this hump? So I'm going to talk about the six ways that I have found in my own life as well as observing other successful people on best practices to overcome setbacks. I've experienced many setbacks on my journey to the pursuit of success. There is no question about it. Nobody uh, listening in, nobody on the planet is going to be removed from setbacks or failures. Uh, Like I said, I've had plenty, whether it was uh, not getting my college degree, uh, battling through the adversity of having sick parents, uh, financial restraints early on. Uh, that was th- those brought some big setbacks for me. Being overlooked for promotions during my career, who would have thought Jeff Hancher would not have gotten the job? Me. Uh, man, how could you not pick me? Those were some tough times for me. I couldn't believe I didn't get the promotion. I thought for sure I was going to get it, and then I had to deal with the rejection. How about not getting the big sale? Uh, those were some big moments for me where I thought for sure as a salesperson I had the account and I didn't get it and held me back from financial gain or recognition that I dearly needed to pursue my career. And I could go on. There's countless setbacks that I've encountered both personally and professionally. You, you have to realize setbacks are a reality. And when they're dealt with properly, they can be the very fuel for your future success. However, I have to caution you because if, if they're not dealt with properly, they can be the very thing that haunt you and that causes you to become stagnant, causes you to lack confidence in yourself. You know, I said it the other day on social media, one of the quotes that I really like is, uh, is this, if you lack confidence in self, you're twice defeated in the race of life. But with confidence, you have won even before you started. A lot of depth into that quote, but I can tell you this, if you don't deal with setbacks, it will come and rob your self-confidence and your future success. So when we look at these situations that we face as failures, it's going to distort your reality. And I can tell you without a clear, clear vision of the situation, it can oftentimes seem impossible to make progress, impossible to move forward. A setback doesn't have to be the end of the story. In fact, a setback might be exactly what you need to get to where you want to be. It could be the very thing that you use as a pivotal point to adjust, reset, and move on even in a bigger fashion. You have to see the setback or the failure as a bruise rather than a tattoo. Bruises come and they go. It's not a tattoo. It's not forever. However, sometimes we get into this mindset that this setback or failure is going to define who we are. And that is absolutely not the truth. I don't care who told you that or what made you think that. It is an absolute lie. 
So here are how I have observed some successful people, myself, uh, on how they handle setbacks. So take note as we begin with point number one, which is this. The successful people, the first thing that they do is they expect setbacks. They expect it. They know that it's part of the journey. They know that it is part of the game that they are playing. It would be no different than if uh, if you were a swimmer and uh, you were shocked that you got wet. Like, it's part of swimming. You're going to get wet. On your, on your path to success, you almost have to expect setbacks, failures, they're going to happen. Any successful person that you know has experienced setbacks. It goes hand in hand with trying something new, trying something bigger, and oftentimes to your pursuit of something better. Setbacks happen, so expect them and accept them when they come. I'm okay with failure and setbacks. Here's what I'm not okay with. I'm not okay with people that don't try. You know, it's really easy to never lose if you never play. Don't be that person. Don't be so afraid of failure and setbacks that you choose just not to play the game. Get in and play the game and realize that setbacks are a part of your maturing and they're a part of your personal growth. You know, when I think of setbacks and failures that resulted in great success, one person that comes to my mind is Colonel Sanders. You all have heard of him, the founder of Kentucky Fried Chicken. What you might not know about Colonel Sanders is this gentleman was rejected 1,009 times before he finally had a restaurant agree to use his recipe for fried chicken. Now, if that doesn't scream resilience, I don't know what does. But after 1,009 times, he finally gets a restaurant to agree to use his recipe. And the rest is history. He didn't quit. You know the rest of his story. He builds this empire. Uh, a matter of fact, I believe the date was 1976. He was ranked as the second most popular celebrity in the, in the country. This is a guy that went from nothing, literally, to working out of his car, knocking on doors to get one win and use that win as a catapult for great success. So don't see the setbacks or the failures as a problem, but rather a pursuit in your journey because they're inevitable. And what you have to do is you have to take a posture of embracing the setbacks. Can you imagine if Colonel Sanders would have given up? We wouldn't be able to enjoy that finger-licking good chicken. And let me tell you something. Thank you, Colonel Sanders, on behalf of the rest of the world that you didn't give up. Oftentimes, I've also observed that it's when you are so close to giving up that your breakthrough is about to happen. I've seen it more times than not where somebody tells their their story of success and they said, look, it was in the darkest hour that the breakthrough happened. Oftentimes, that's what it is. Don't lose hope and push through the setbacks. Number two, successful people overcome setbacks and failures. Uh, they do this thing. Number two, they set time limits for disappointment. This is important. Uh, you, you don't drown by falling in water. You drown by staying there. Uh, you can't stay in the water. You will absolutely drown. But nobody ever drowned by just being in water. They drowned by staying in water. Have your pity party and get over it. 
Allow yourself some time to acknowledge your feelings of disappointment. I'm not saying that I'm so rigid to believe that we're all robotic and don't have feelings and don't feel rejected and sad when we have setbacks or disappointments, but put a time limit on how long you're going to focus on that feeling because don't let it become a lifestyle because if it does, it becomes oppressive and it becomes counterproductive. You might still feel some disappointment. Uh, you know, once you get the news or something tragic happens, whatever it might be, but redirect that emotional energy toward progress. Take some time, uh, have your pity party, uh, reflect on it, uh, shed some tears, uh, throw a plate on the wall, whatever it is that you got to do and then get over it and move on. I've seen way too many people get derailed from staying in a state of disappointment. That state of disappointment, that season that you were just supposed to stop and move on, sometimes people end up living in that season. And it and then it becomes who they are. It becomes their identity. And there's nothing more that will hold you back from where you're supposed to be than staying in a state of disappointment. And they're typically full of resentment, these kind of people. They make excuses. They point blame. I can promise you this. Nobody cares about your success more than you. You can sit there and point blame, make excuses. It wasn't my fault. I was uh, dealt a bad hand, whatever it might be. All those things may even be true, but here's the reality. Nobody cares. That might be a hard truth for you to listen to today, but it's a reality. You might have a handful of people around you that truly do care, but the, the world as a whole, they don't care about your success any more than you do. They can't. You got to own it. And that is an absolute fact. I realize that facing a significant setback can be emotional. It's realistic to have the need to pause, process some of your emotions, take inventory maybe of what just happened. However, if you stay in that state of mind, it will kill your dream. It will kill your pursuit. It will strangle your self-confidence. Your promotion didn't happen or you weren't hired for your dream job, whatever it might be. Accept your feelings as they are. Once recognized, quickly move on to the now what phase. The now what phase is the very thing that's going to pull you out of the mud, pull you out of that place of discontent. Number three, to overcome the setback and begin to thrive, you will need to have less emotion and more information. You got to objectively size up what happened. Look in the mirror a little bit. What, what maybe could you have done different? Was there an event? Was it a decision that created a change in the course of the direction that you were going? You know, maybe it was an absolute pitfall that you didn't even see coming. Everything was going swimmingly and boom, you, you just fell into a pit. What you can always do is look uh, back and figure out what, what could I have changed? What could I have done differently? Uh, what was it that I am going to learn through this process? You have to be a researcher and actually write down what worked and what didn't work. When Thomas Edison was creating the light bulb, this was exactly his strategy. Thank you, Thomas Edison, for not giving up and learning more so that we're not sitting in the dark. Uh, this, was a, this was a man that said, look, I'm not going to take the setback. This guy tried different filaments, different voltages, all of these different things. And he inventoried, he journaled, he found out, uh, you know, I think it was like 10,000 ways of what didn't work to find one way that did. And thank you, Thomas Edison, that you did that. Write down what factors created the setback. 
Seeing the facts on paper, there is something to seeing it written down. It will give you a laser focus on the facts. It's also going to give you a very objective look at it. Because if you don't do this and you don't take a, an approach, a logical, strategic approach to this setback, emotion will come thriving in. And that's where it begins to be unhealthy and you fall back into point number two. So moving on to point number four, rely on the now what? Sometimes you can't avoid setbacks and failures. Sometimes they're outward influences that are coming in. Look, sometimes these setbacks have nothing to do with you at all. They could be economically driven. They could be health-related. They could be a host of different things that, quite frankly, you had no control of. But what you always have control of is the now what? Okay, this thing happened. This event happened. This setback happened. Maybe it was your fault. Maybe you blew it. Maybe you didn't prepare uh, properly. Uh, Maybe you didn't put the time in. No matter what it is, it doesn't matter at this point whose fault it is. What matters is how you're going to move past it. The now what phase. Successful people always find a path to progress. Always find it. Make a list of options and then evaluate each of them based on what the situation requires. Not what feeds your greatest emotional need. Again, you got to pull emotion out of it. You're not feeding your emotions. You're feeding what the situation requires. What is going to be the strategy to get to the next phase? This is the now what phase. I can tell you a story about this that rings true in my mind uh, that I, I have often told to family members proteges that I mentor because it was one of those moments in my life that was a turning point for many, many reasons. It was November of 2002. I just received a call from my dad that my mom had been rushed to the hospital and that she was very, very ill. Prior to that, my mom had many recent and frequent hospital visits prior to that call in November of 2002. And these these visits were due to her complications she had with a disease called lupus. While all of this was happening with my mom, I'd been promoted to my dream job of being a sales rep with the company I worked for. This was my big breakthrough. It demanded all my attention, yet I was torn with the need to assist my dad with my mom who was in failing health. Maybe some of you out there can relate to that. You're pursuing success. You're, per, you're pursuing this dream that you have. And here's these outside setbacks that are coming in to try to pull you away from your dream. And you don't want to be callous. So you want to give time and you just feel stretched. This was my big breakthrough. It demanded everything that I had. Needless to say, these events presented very tremendous setbacks to my pursuit of success. Frankly, part of the fuel and the very reason I wanted to win so bad was to give my parents a life that they were never able to experience on their own. Many of you that have listened to this podcast know I've told the story about my humble beginnings. Part of the fire in my belly was to give my parents a life that they never had. However, after receiving the call from my dad that day in November, I rushed to the hospital, abandoning everything else. Nothing else was more important in that moment than being with my family, being with my sick mom. And with 24 hours, within 24 hours of me arriving at that hospital, she was gone and she passed at the very early age of 47 years old. 
I got to tell you, I had a flood of emotion in that hospital that day. I felt cheated. I lost motivation. I felt the very thing I was fighting for was gone. Maybe you can relate to that. And I stayed in that state of mind far too long. It affected my performance. It affected my relationships. And it clouded the bigger picture of what I knew I was called to do. But I, I, my, my whole motivation was just gone. Finally, it came to me that my purpose would be to live out a life that would honor her. To obtain wild success so that I could be a conduit for others that might be in need that maybe went through the same thing that I went through. I was going to be an example for everybody else to say, it can be done, you can do it, and I'm going to help you along the way. And that very thing changed my mindset. And it didn't come a day too soon. If I would have stayed in that mindset with my failing results in my job, they wouldn't have been able to keep me. We all work in a place that expects performance. That's why we get a paycheck on Friday. Whether you're in a nonprofit, whether you're in a church, whether you're in a business, there's something expected of you. There's no free lunch. And we're not here just to get by. We're here to perform at the highest levels. But things come, and they come to set you back, and they come to steal your pursuit. So with this new energy, I began working harder than I had ever worked before. Six days a week, long hours, and with that effort and this newly found passion, I obtained the highest award in sales that my company offered as recognition at the time. And I got to tell you folks, this recognition was like something I never experienced in my life. I come from a small country town of about 450 people uh, at its peak. Uh, A lot of people talk about they come from a one-light town. We didn't have a light. I came from very humble beginnings and sick parents to get this award, to be flown out to a resort, a five-star resort, didn't even know how to dress properly. Uh, I showed up with luggage. I looked at everybody else's luggage. I was embarrassed. Look, I was just trying to figure it out and trying to fit in to this newfound platform of success. And we get to the awards dinner and oh my goodness, I could not believe this place. And I'm sitting in a room of the best of the best in the world. And I was just elated. And they called my name. Jeff Hancher from Pittsburgh. Give him a round of applause. And I start walking towards that stage. And uh, all of a sudden, it wasn't about the trophy. It wasn't about the fancy dinner. It was one of the most, most emotional times in my life. As I was walking up to the executive to be uh, given my award, it was everything that I could do to hold back tears and you know just keep any level of executive presence that I could muster up, any, any level of professional appearance that I could muster up and not just break down fully in front of a crowd of professionals when I'm trying to create a personal brand. But it wasn't about the money and it wasn't about the trip at that time. It was about the pursuit. It was about the now what moment. And after exiting that stage, I didn't go back and celebrate with my colleagues. 
I didn't even go back and give my wife a hug who had been there through the whole journey. I went straight to the bathroom and found the first open stall and I locked it and I sat there and I had another now what moment. In a five-star resort, there I was by myself in a bathroom stall and I had a moment of reasoning that helped set the course of my future. I had a now what moment. Of course, I enjoyed the nice dinner. I loved the trophy. I loved the camaraderie with my peers, but it was so much more than that. This meant something. It had bigger purpose. The now what mentality that I had to achieve this milestone, it not only set the path for a a very successful career, but it also conditioned me for resilience to win in the game of life. Many people listening, you need a now what moment. You need a now what moment. Life is too short to stay in your failures and setbacks. Your best days are ahead, and people are counting on you to win. It's not just about you. There's people around you that are counting on you to win. You have something that the world needs, so I'm going to challenge you to sit and assess your now what strategy anytime you face a setback or a failure. Your impact demands it. Your future demands it. Number five. These type of folks that face setbacks and continue to succeed, they learn from what must be learned. So number five, you got to learn what must be learned. I've observed that people that mean business regarding their success, they have a very confident willingness to learn what has to be learned. Rather than saying, I could never get there, Uh, how will it ever happen, I'm not skilled enough, Uh, whatever will be, will be, I've heard it all. Successful people determine what they must learn to win big. They don't accept excuses. You ever heard the saying, winners just win? Man, I, I tell you what, there's a whole study around that, but when you see a winner, you know it. Winners learn what must be learned to win. A lack of experience, a lack of knowledge does not close the door. If that was the case, I wouldn't even have a podcast right now because I was the least likely candidate to ever have any level of success. But you have got to make sure that you know that you are taking inventory of the setback or the failure. You have to use it as an opportunity to create strategy with what you're learning in the process. It has to define what must be learned next. Surround yourself with people who know more than you. There are people also that have went into the pit, that have faced the setbacks. The whole reason I have a podcast is for that very reason. I want to be that person for other people. I want to save you from some of the pain. I want to teach you some of the things that I have learned along the way. And quite frankly, I'm still learning myself and there's a long runway for all of us ahead. So surround yourself with great people that can help you get through this transition of the setback, especially people that have been there before. You need to see that lack of knowledge as a path, that it's, it's absolutely a path. Lack of knowledge isn't a setback, but it's a path that must be followed rather than a dead end. So you have to see that. Lack of knowledge is not the end of the game. It's simply a path, sometimes even a detour, but it's never a dead end. Don't put limits on yourself. You're probably the only one that is. You know, when I think of people that had this kind of mindset, I think of a quote from Henry Ford. He once said that failure is the only opportunity to begin again, only this time more wisely. 
Insanity would be having a setback or failure and not learning from it and doing the same thing again. That's insane. Learn from the setback so that you can become even better. You know, a callus on your skin is there for purpose. It might not look right. It might not feel right, but it's there to protect you. Sometimes setbacks and failures can be that very thing. They're going to protect you from the future. Don't do it again. Learn from it. Number six, these kind of people that push through setbacks and find success, they all have this in common. They manage their self-talk. Setbacks and disappointment can create a lot of self-doubt. Manage your internal thoughts so that you stay focused on the future and what you have to do next. Give yourself credit for doing important work and trying something new. Not everybody's willing to do that. There's a small percentage of people listening to this podcast right now that will ever attempt to do anything new, try anything new. They love mediocrity. They love average. They love just getting by. If that's you, this probably isn't for you. I've already lost your interest. But if you're still listening at this point, you're way beyond that. Give yourself some credit that you are willing to try new things and you're willing to fall off the bike a little bit to get back on, you know, dust yourself off and keep riding. So most times it's not going to be who you are that holds you back, but it's who you say you are. It's rarely going to be who you are. You were built with just enough to do exactly what you were called to do. Who do you say you are, listener? Who do you say you are, leader? Take inventory of past wins. Take inventory of the skills as well as the passions that fuel your very own desire to win. If you don't have a fire that is burning in the pit of your belly, something that is bigger than you, something that is going to get you out of bed in the morning and keep you out late, uh, you got to find that because it's that thing that is going to help you overcome a lot of this adversity and a lot of these setbacks that will come on the journey to success. So as I close, I'll tell you this. Climates are going to change. Economic climates change. The unknown's going to happen. Your motivation may vary based off of how you feel. You better uh, remember this, that your goals don't care how you feel. Your pursuit of success doesn't care how you feel. You have to take ownership of your thoughts. You have to take ownership of your own success. There's not going to be people around you that want it more than you. In order to overcome setbacks, you're going to need to find the fire deep in your soul that says, I am here for a worthwhile cause. I am here for the greater good. I don't care what it is that you put your hand to do. I don't care what industry that you're in, whether you like your job or hate your job or whatever it is. Whatever you put your hand to do, Do it with excellence because there's a reason that you're doing it and it's for something that's going to provide a greater good. In order to overcome it, you're going to have to to find that fire deep in your soul that you are doing something worthwhile. When you have that, I can promise you that you will not let hell or high water keep you from your pursuit. You got to know I'm rooting for you and I'm your biggest fan. Setback is a setup for a comeback. Don't let it take you out. Don't let the failure take you out. Don't let the setback take you out. Setback is a setup for a comeback. As always, I appreciate you all investing time with me today. I consider it a great honor that you let me be a part of your life. I also appreciate you listening to some of my personal story that has molded, shaped who I am. 
Earlier in in the episode, I referenced my mom's battle with lupus. This was something that both my brother and I had a, a great challenge of enduring during our childhood. And in honor of my mom, I'm going to select one child every year to mentor for 12 months. I'm going to begin the selection process during the month of May as lupus is uh, uh, May is Lupus Awareness Month in our in the United States. So I want to give you some criteria of how I'm going to come to this selection. I want a child that either has a sick parent or no parent at all. They must display a strong desire to succeed. Uh, this isn't the you know maybe the one in rebellion or what. This is somebody that needs to succeed and they need help along the way. I also would like them to be 16 years of age or younger. That's it. Simple criteria. In return, I'm going to give them all I have to help them through their personal challenges, as well as help them build a foundation for their future success, transitioning uh, maybe into high school, through high school, into into a college. Uh, And I'm going to do this as long as my time and resources will allow, and I will put every resource I have into helping whoever it is selected, and I'm going to do this every single year until I've exhausted all of my resources or time, whichever comes first. If you have somebody in mind, I want you to share this with them. I'd like you to have them email me at jeffhancher at thechampionforum.com. This will start every year May 1st, and the cutoff and when I'll make the selection is going to be on the first day of summer, which is June 21st every year. If you found value in today's message, it would mean a great deal to me if you would subscribe to the podcast, rate it, review it. Your feedback's value very valuable to me. I want to hear from you. Uh, leave me a review. Share this with somebody that you think maybe can benefit from it. Be sure to always go to our website at thechampionforum.com. There you'll find show notes. You can share this with your team, your colleagues. Uh, incorporate it as your own personal strategy for your future success. I've enjoyed my time with you today. You can follow me on social media at The Champion Forum. I give daily updates, uh, nuggets of wisdom and inspiration on uh, Instagram as well as Facebook. If you'd like to contact me, as I referenced before, you can email me at jeffhancher at thechampionforum.com. And until next time, remember this, everybody. You have been set up to be a champion in this life. The Champion Forum Podcast with Jeff Hancher. Lead. Inspire. Win.